Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Pilot's Guide podcast. Uh, if you are reading the title today and expecting that this show is about selling drugs online, well, believe it or not, you're punked. We're not watching that show. As a matter of fact, Sean's not even here. Unfortunately, he's a little bit under the weather this week, and I had to get another guest. So this is our second guest episode of the Pilot's Guide podcast, and uh, a guest who may need no introduction, but I'm going to let him do it himself. Uh, here he is. Hello, folks. It's very nice to meet you. And yes, it is very nice to have another guest episode of my new podcast, The Doki Doki Paito Reporto. I'm, I'm coming along for this ride. I, I, I feel like the... The plane has been commandeered, and, and I am being forced, against my will, to watch anime. Yes, this is a hijacking. We will be watching, throughout the pilot reporto, of all these special guest episodes, we're watching all the Netflix original anime that they have to offer. And today, on our very, very inaugural episode, we will be watching... Backstreet Girls, Goku Dolls, and I, your host, will be guiding you along the way. Your host, Christian Sama, that is, along with my guest, the innocent, impressionable John Kuhn. John Kuhn, how are you today? Hello, I am John Kuhn. I am uh, fragile, and I am—I feel as if I am going to be destroyed under the grip of this christian sama he he has taken the controls and i am there is there is nothing i can do to 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 stop this so i i'm i'm just going to i'm just going to let him go go right into this let's let's talk a little bit about this goku doll show so uh do you care to to introduce how the show starts off yes thank you very much um remember show, it's your podcast the show kicks <laughs> off really really fast i was I'll be honest, I, even as an expert of the anime, uh, I was, I was really thrown off by how quickly we just, we just, I read the synopsis, and the synopsis is covered in about, like, five seconds of the first, Mm -hmm. of this episode. Um, so our, we are introduced to our protagonists, as they, I guess you could call them, they are three Yakuza members, going by the nicknames of Aniki, Ryo, Kazu, and Kazu. Um, and mm-hmm. apparently they have just royally uh, uh, screwed the pooch, if we will. Yeah. I don't, yep. Um, we don't know at the time what they've done wrong, um, but whatever it is, their boss, uh, Inugane, is very, 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 very upset with them and gives them an ultimatum about how they can pay for this. Now, John, do you, do you remember the what, what exactly could were these three's options for their... Atoning for their screw up. Let's see. I, I think the options were uh, either give up their organs, give up their limbs, I think, or become pop sensations. Yeah, very good, John. That's I, exactly correct. I believe it might have just been legs. I have legs written oh, down. Oh, just legs, limbs. just legs. But you, you might actually be right about that one. Mm. Um, so, to become pop sensations, these three 
burly, hard-trained, hard-cut Yakuza men. They have to go through gender reassignment surgery Mm -hmm. in Thailand to become idols. Japanese Uh. idols. This, which, I knew that's what this was about. And I figured this pilot that we would be covering would be about the, when I picked this, (laughs) <laughs> for our debut, I thought this first episode would be covering, like, the process, them messing up, and then becoming idle. But no, this is covered in, like, two minutes. All of the, every uh-huh. they, they have done the gender reassignment. Sorry. We cut the fight uh, one year later, like, immediately. We were already mm-hmm. flashed forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I, 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 I was taken aback. I, they, they cut, like you said, they cut right to the stage with the, the idols there, just standing there, three girls, and I, I, for a second, I was like, oh, is this just, like, a reg, another group of idols, but no, sure enough, it's our main boys, and they're not main boys anymore, no, they are, no, they are not, they are Japanese pop icons, and, uh, they go by the names of, if I have this right, uh, there is, uh, Ailey, or Ailey, uh, the I was saying Ailey, but I, it's Ailey. She's the leader of the bunch. You know her well. You, I do. I do. Uh, she had brown hair, and she Correct. was which, which Yakuza member? What was his name? That was Anaki, the older brother of the group. He was the leader of them as Yakuza, and now he gets to be the uh, leader of their pop idol group, mm. which I'm sure he planned all along. I'm sure this was his plan from the get-go. And then we have uh, Marie, who is uh, the blonde of the group, and she was Rio before, if I'm correct. Right. I'm glad my teachings have impressioned on you. You're uh, a perfect score so far. Nothing. Good. I would expect nothing less from John Coon here. Good, good. John Kuhn knows the stuff. And then there's the uh, the third idol, uh, Chika. Correct. Or uh, Kazu. Yes. Formerly Kazu. Formerly Kazu is very important. Uh, these are not these are not the hard burly men they used to be. Mm-mm. Although there are there are certain their inner monologues are still entirely. Oh, oh yes. Th- these deep yakuza voice, but when they speak, they're three completely different voice actresses. Saying mm-hmm. this, either switching between the the ushi gushi idol speak and mm-hmm. the profanity laced yakuza speak, mm-hmm. I I would I'm pretty sure this is like supposed to be an E for everyone podcast. So I'm gonna. Uh, it's refrain. like a. It's sort of like a. It's sort of like a T. We get our we get our, our PG thirteen. We get our one one F word or one, You know, we can say shit a little bit. You can. Feel free to for to loosen up, because oh, oh, oh. they do they do as Christian Sama has instructed. Here we go. They are just loved by all. The crowd will do anything for them. They would die for them. They are immediately a smash hit. Not even a. It, it's not even a. Their first show, which I assume that, that by how the Yakuza react, they seem pretty upset that um, that they're such a hit because I think they were hoping that they could just go right back to their normal lives. Mm-hmm. Um, they are a smash hit, and just like any other smash hit idol, uh, they proceed to celebrate by being utterly depressed and drinking and smoking their sorrows away. 
So good. And when this when this was happening on screen, I thought this was just again a regular group of reg- like regular pop idols that like were also in the story. No, this is the Yakuza guys. We cut right to not even knowing that it's them necessarily it being a little confused and then bang right to the dressing room smoking drinking all you know all sorts of swears and you're like okay this is these are our these are our these are our yakuza men i guess that's them now uh, there's two things i want to cover before we continue too far first off we skipped right over this how about that intro did you watch the opening theme song of this dude um, I, it was it was it was just dance I mean, it was Just Dance interlaced with pictures of Yakuza violence, but also of these pop idols. Like, I I thought it was going to be a little darker than it was after, like, the first ten seconds, but then it was just more more or less about the idols rather than the men, even though there was some really good parallels that I'll, I'll just let you dig deeper into. I, this also is a good time to note that uh, this episode was broken up into five parts. Um, and this, this them uh, anti-celebrating their success is was the end of the first part. Now, I assume that these five parts are actually the would be the first five chapters of the manga. Ah, that would Separated throughout. Um, and that's why this is more of a gag. I, it's As you hopefully have figured out by now, this is kind of a gag show. Um, oh, yes. So the the um, c- the uh, constant storyline is kind of broken up. Like the chapters basically don't they don't there would not be a to be continued after each mm-hmm. chapter. Uh, chapter the five parts are borderline like could be rearranged in almost any order. Right. And they're each about they're each about like four five minutes. So yes, really short. This is and, a very short watch. Um, yeah, it was it was it flew by pretty quick. Like it just keeps coming at you, and like you just like, <laughs> you, you have really no way to defend it. yourself. It just it's just it's just <laughs> this show. This is not a show you watch or experience. This just kind of happens to you. Yeah, no, that's kind of that's kind of fair. That's kind of fair. I, I found myself hiding behind my notes time to time, just like <laughs> okay, I. I'm I'm writing something now, right? I'm not I'm not paying a, paying too much attention to what's on the screen, uh, but so yeah, that that was the end of the first part, and then the second part I was a little confused about. So it it opened up with a flashback of Rio. I believe it was uh, um you, it was an Anaki. I think it was Anaki. Um, okay, because uh, he man. I I think it was Anaki. Uh, okay. I wasn't. Let's be let's be honest. These the Yakuza <laughs> personalities are almost uh-huh. identical. Um, there's oh, yes. there's little tiny things like uh, Chica is the quickest to like actually say idle shit without being like coerced to mm-hmm. do so. Um, Anaki, I, as I keep saying, Anaki is the leader, and uh, Mari, the blonde one, if you're keeping up, is. Um, the quickest to resort to violence, but that I that I feel like that character trait could go out the window in like yeah. the next six episodes mm-hmm. or six parts, you know. Right. So let's just say it's it's Anaki. He is. It's a flashback to when he first joined the yakuza, and he's like cleaning the floor, and he's doing a really good job. 
and he's talking to the boss, and the boss sort of commends him on putting his whole spirit into it. You know, a pretty typical anime trope of like characters to give give it their all in everything that they do as as he's there cleaning the floor. And the boss says that he'll give him his Sakazuki. And I have Sakazuki question mark in my notes. Please enlighten our audience and me about what that means because I was very confused. Uh, you yes, of course, Sakazuki, something I know plenty about as the uh, sama of this, and not at all something I am googling right now <laughs> to try to. I it's I totally have it. Okay, let's all right. Let's be real, folks. Um, I have this written in my notes. And have it like circled and says Google this. Um, I did not do that until <laughs> right now. <laughs> so he's doing it now. Um, okay, so Sakazuki is like it's the brothership cups, like the like. Oh, oh, okay. It's like the connection uh, between like I uh, being part of the family. You drink one in your family with the person, and mm. it's it's like kind of if. For people who are into, like, mob movies, it would be kind of like becoming a made man. I think even Anaki mm. says, he's like, I'm going to be a made man. The boss is going to give me his Sakazuki. He's going to make us, mm. like, he's, I'm going to be a part of his family. Right. Um, it's a ritual. It, it's, it's it's sharing. A, yeah, it's, a ri- it's a respect thing, you know? You've, you've right. earned, you've, I respect you. you we are not, blood is thicker than water, so therefore you are now my blood. We are so together that mm-hmm. I consider you a brother to me. So this this dec- declaration of Sakazuki um, is twisted and corrupted in front of uh, they in front of their face when the boss comes out with their new hit song that they perform in front of the crowd. Their uh, Sakazuki love, mm-hmm. where they <laughs> are going. They ask for the audience to share their Sakazuki with them, which I and how they'll, I like I they think about like giving up their limbs for like yeah it was like what did it say something about like I'll cut up like some of the words in the song were I'll cut off my fingers or something like it's, for you it's really weird because it's a bunch of like yakuza like hard man stuff like you would see if, mm-hmm. if you like. Stuff that happens in the Akaza where you've like cut off your finger to like give up their like sh- to atone for mistake. That's the normal thing that happens when mm-hmm. people make mistakes or are forced to leave. They have to cut off their finger mm-hmm. um, to like mark them as some as it always it marks them permanently as a yakuza and also shows that they're like so they can't like they can't get a civilian job because it's an obvious indicator. But. I don't understand how I. I'll be. I once again. I will be honest. I don't really understand how that translates to a hit idol song. I think the boss, while the audience loved it, uh, poor, poor, poor choice in his, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, maybe a poor choice. Maybe a poor choice. A little too uh, much. A uh, little too much bad guy twist on the song, or too much yakuza twist. Yeah, it's still. It's like. Listen. If any of if any of our pop, famous pop stars are secretly Yakuza members, it would be really hard to figure it out. But <laughs> stuff like this, I would never accuse them. But in the back of my mind, I might start to think something was up. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. I see. I mean, it's completely ridiculous. 
But Taylor still. Swift's new hot hit song, I'm Actually a Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to say it, but, you know, maybe. To, we You might. I can't put my finger on it, but she might be a member of the Japanese Mafia. But I'm maybe. not going to call her out. Apparently she can't put her finger on it either because it was cut off by them. <laughs> So good. That that's a good that's a good joke. That's a good joke right there. <laughs> so so um so they're not happy about the song. They think it's stupid. They they're it. like, Are you um, are you kidding me? Anaki uh, asks the boss if we're still like but we're like despite all this, we're still like members of the like we're still family, like Yak is a family, right? To which the boss proceeds to laugh in their face for being so stupid as to believe mm-hmm. that they have any part to the Yakuza, like, anymore besides just this. It really drives uh, Anaki into a deep depression. Again, I, before, I hate to do this jumping back stuff, but we did go, yeah. we did skip something mm-hmm. that I think needs to be mentioned. Do you remember their training that they undertook to become Yakuza? Oh my god, yes I did. The very, very cliche anime stuff. Uh, when they were getting, when they were becoming good pop stars, they trained under a waterfall. Well, actually, for, for the first thing they did, they had to watch 15 hours of, like, pop videos every day. So they needed to, like, understand the moves and, like, the act of it all. And then they trained their voice and their physiques, I guess, under a waterfall because if you've ever watched anime there's probably a character in there who trains under a waterfall just because that's the thing to do i think this is a very important lesson that i didn't really understand i always thought training under the waterfall just made you good at like martial arts or whatever but apparently as long as you if you train anything if it's (laughs) under waterfall waterfall you're going to become good at it i could practice my golf swings under a waterfall and i will be in the next pga tour (laughs) there you go I could practice basket weaving, and then maybe that's how underwater basket weaving became, like, a thing. I, I can only imagine. They probably makes, trained under a waterfall. That makes too much sense. You, it that makes I, too much sense to be wrong. It really does. The end of part two is Anaki is super depressed. He just told he wasn't a family member, which, mm-hmm. with a guy whose nickname is a Yakuza term for, like, older brother... Right. And it was really depressing to him, so he's drinking a tons of booze, and the other two are telling him that you can't do this. You know, we have mm-hmm. to. Work, we have a big shoot tomorrow. You keep, you're just you're gonna ruin your life. You're you're gonna blow our cover. Um, blow the cover because they think they're in disguise, but mm, it's a little more than that. So, Inogane, the boss. I'm, I'm trying to keep all of you filthy gaijin out there um, <laughs> on pace. I know all these names are are foreign to you, folks. Much like you are foreign to this country. Um, he bursts into the room and Kicks screams the door open. about how he shouldn't be drinking alcohol like that. He's not even allowed to drink water. His only form of drink he should have, like a good idol, should be fruit juice. Mm-hmm. All good idols drink fruit juice, don't you know? Apparently. I... I, I didn't. I don't even... I, I don't even know what to say to that. I, you definitely. I mean, you definitely knew. You're the sama. I'm I'm the little coon. I, it's so boy. obvious. I don't know what to say to it. <laughs> when the boss sees Anaki drinking the booze, he promptly, you know, kicks him in the face. Just, just straight up beats the living shit out of him. Um, mm-hmm. her. I I don't know. I guess 
I guess the more respectful thing to say would be him. I think he still sees himself as a him, but let's yeah. not get into the politics of this yeah, gonna, weird gonna, show. Sh- this is not the time to think about this kind of thing. Mm-mm. Kicked in um, the face, and uh, the boss goes on about, like, you have a photo shoot tomorrow, and you need to get rest, and you need to get a good night's sleep so your your skin is perfect for the photo shoot. And then we get, like, the introspective narration of Anaki having just been kicked in the face. And he says, Who the hell would high kick their idol on the day before a photo shoot? And that's, like, the punctuation on the end of part two. What is he doing? They have a photo shoot. You're gonna have a black eye and, like, a big old bruise. But whatever. He's hey the boss. He knows what's up. Nine... Nine o'clock bedtime. Nine o'clock bedtime. That's more important than the fact that your your severe facial swellings. Oh, it's just just brutal, just brutal. Uh, and then we get introduced to a new character yes. at the start of part three. Part three, we're already on. We're pilot. I know this is the uh, pilot report. I trademark, completely original trademark. idea. Tm 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 tm. We get introduced to the expert the idol expert every idol group he's ever ever taken under his wing has been an automatic success um we're mm-hmm. we're just getting introduced to, to everybody real fast i get i mean we are on the third yeah. issue uh-huh. i assume so of course time to introduce more characters there you go and uh what's his name mandarin i have mandarin kinoshira the promoter or kinoshira mandarin if it's the other way um, around. The wiki, and by the wiki, I mean my vast intelligence tells me that I only says Kinoshira on it. Um, okay, that's Kinoshira it is. So we're going to go with that. Uh, if that's wrong, um, I, we're not wrong. You're just remembering it incorrectly. <laughs> Correct. That's, it's a Baron that's Stain how, thing. That's how things work. Yes, this is the Mandela effect. So uh, the promoter went to one of their shows... And uh, he found the show quite boring. He thought uh, it, it seemed as if they were being puppeted, as if they weren't even having fun on the stage, as someone was manipulating them into being pop stars as they're sitting in the room with their boss and the promoter also with their boss there too. And uh, he says, you guys, you guys, the boss being, he says, you guys are having fun, right? Well, come on. Like, what's what's the deal? And... Uh, no, they're of course not. They're not having fun. They're being puppeted by their boss. I mean, yes, it's it's almost like this guy immediately once again saw through everything. Um, although they see that their responses, uh, they they jump up very quickly to say that they're of course having a great time. They're they're mm-hmm. this is what they've dreamed of, of course. Oh yeah, and they're very convincing, of course. Nothing nothing about their panic shrieks seems. Um, <laughs> off at all yeah no the promoter's like okay i'm just gonna make you good then and uh he suggests that they have to unleash their inner cuteness i think or something like something like that is that is that his main main point yeah i think because they're too they're too something about them is too rough on the inside like i they're 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 (laughs) punks you know they're they're just girls they they, they've probably never respected their elders a day in their life they're just too (laughs) They don't act like true women for some reason. The, for some reason. Now, the promoter 
does he has zero clue. I, there was a second where I was like, does the promoter know that they were former Yakuza member? No. Nope. He he just thinks they're regular idols. And sure enough, he's going to make them into good, very popular idols. Even though they're already popular, which is what's confusing to me. But, uh... They're not the biggest thing in the world, John. That's the they thing. They could be. They could Kinoshira be. Kinoshira knows. He unlocks... He unlocks it from mm-hmm. within. Uh, but he, he, I think this is, and this is a pretty quick part. He tells them to uh, think about like a former mentor that they were very much uh, looking up to. And all three of our protagonists think of this man known as the captain. The captain. A scar ridden bald man who is apparently really cool. He's super cool. He's not apparently really cool. He, he is, is super cool. cool. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. Yes, he's very he's very nice. Uh, they all they all think of him, and I don't really remember what the punchline for this was after they think of him, because three and four just kind of lead into each other. Yeah, then I, I don't I don't recall a punchline either. It's just like it sort of ended on like them imagining the captain and like a silhouette of. Or not even a silhouette, like an interspliced picture of him just sort of faded in from the background. And you're like, oh, guess this guess this bald guy with scars all over is the captain. He seems pretty cool. And Oh, no, I do remember. Elite. I lied. Oh, I lied. Me. I was a test John Kuhn. I was testing your knowledge of the show. Well, I'm just John Kuhn. You have failed. It's, it's okay, John Kuhn. You're here to learn. I remember he tells them to tell... To... Say out loud what they wanted to say to him that they never could have, because he's thinking of like a senpai. He's oh, thinking yeah. about like the, uh-huh. the the boy that they never got to admit their feelings towards. So I don't know what a senpai. Oh, that's what a senpai is. It's an got older it. student. Wow, John. Jeez, John. <laughs> I had expected you. You're not taking. You're not doing your homework, John. I no. I'm. I'm not. Sorry. Sorry. I'm just going home and playing video games. Unbelievable. Anyway, so he expects some sort of declarations of love, and they scream about how they've effed up and how they're so sorry. It's all their fault that what happened to him. Um, mm. they they're crying about how they basically got him killed. Poor guy. Which, of course, the producer does not understand because how could he possibly understand the true feelings of an idol? Uh, so then, right into part four, I guess. Um, yep. It's our idols. They're sitting on the floor, playing cards. And uh, Kinoshira, the promoter, walks in and he says, You can't be playing cards. You're idols. He sort of freaks out on them. They they ask him if he wants to play four-player Mahjong with him. And uh, he basically goes off. He flips his shit completely, starts yelling at them, says, You have one job and it's being idols. And then he's like... I can't believe I lost my cool. Yeah, that's so. That's so not my style. Yeah, of course, because he's nothing. He's nothing if not a professional. Apparently, for this mm-hmm. character, I've known five minutes. Yeah, but what does he? Uh, what does he suggest that they do? Um, they need to get like characters. They need to. Uh, they need to become uh, gimmicky characters. Um, if you, 
If you've known anything about, like, idols, anime, stuff like that, idol, actual legitimate Japanese idols, they they all have these weird gimmicks in right. in Persona 4 Dancing All Night, uh, which, John, of course, you should know after all the studying you've done for this. Um, yeah. Of course, have to come up. Um, the idols in that game are all gimmicked after livestock, so these gimmicks do not need to make sense and can be very strange. King Crazy, right? King that is the thing that had King Crazy in it, yes. Good job. Oh. John Coot. See, I did I did my research. King Crazy or whatever it is. Wow, that that's a that was That was pretty interesting. bad. Interesting. I like interpretation I like King Crazy. Crazy. King Crazy's cool. But yeah, so they gotta come up with their own personas. So uh they basically spend this episode reaching back into the past to a conversation that they had with the captain, his famous last words as they're sitting on the other side of a glass panel. I guess he got the death penalty, which is sad because the captain was so cool. But do you remember exactly what he suggested that their personas were or so, maybe why he was there? Um. So coincidentally, the the um what the personas that our producer um, gives to our idols just so happen, just coincidentally, of course, happen to be exactly the advice um, the captain gave them as Yakuza. He tells Anaki, you know, you got to be leader again. People look up to you. I've said I've probably called him the leader like six times. Um, I pro- I might have done it more than the show has already. Mari, blonde. She's the yes. cool one. She's got to play it tough. She doesn't care about the rules. She she she's a she's a rebel, which honestly is a super cool like thing to be told. Like as a former yakuza, this is right. probably the easiest assignment this guy is like is going to have for years with uh-huh. all the idol shit. Is yep. Be a cool outcast. Okay, I should be able to do that. Which, of course, the captain also is like, you don't play by the rules, you know. He's just like, you're you're cool. You're so cool. <laughs> you're the so cool guy. Cool. Of course, when the captain tells him that, uh, I'm just gonna call call him Mari from now on. Mari cries. Sure. Like, Come on, man! I just called you cool. You can't be, because <laughs> like you know this so is emotional cool. goodbye. And finally, yes. for Chica. She is told she's gonna be a ditz. That's her character. She's, yep, just straight up. She's a ditz. She's got. She's always got to try her best, and the people will see that. You know, you've dreamed of this. So of course, the captain's also was like, "Listen, everyone can tell you're trying really hard. You dreamed of this, and that's why we keep you around because we all know how bad you want it." Uh, and and that would make sense because, like we said. Uh, Chica is the one who is the quickest to saying pop things and doing pop things and like it's almost like a try hard in the way that like that's exactly like she's nailing it ex- exactly as the captain suggested that for an example it. of because I, we keep saying that but uh, for an example of Chica saying pop stuff um, like when the boss is confronting them about they're not a- about how the idols need to be more careful uh, Chica's like argument, her like, no, that's not right, is about about how idols just want to have love and relationships like normal girls, mm-hmm. and that's that's his problem with how he, they're being treated. 
<laughs> there you go. That's that's his problem. And then the captain dies. Captain's dead. Um, he's executed for whatever mistake they made. I think this is the appropriate time to have a flashback of all our favorite moments with the captain. And we're done. And we're done. That's it. <laughs> so moving on to, to part five, the last part. The finale uh, of the pilot. The fin- the fin- of pilot of- to the pilot report. So it is a fan meetup. A lot of awkwardness in this scene. Super a lot of creep- creepy. A lot of creepy, creepy men who say that they love our idol protagonists very much. And the idol protagonists are pretty uncomfortable with it. They're yeah. not into it, even though on the outside they feel like they have to be because it's their job now. Uh, do you, do you, so there's, there's like this creepy guy with like a headband and a backpack and he's saying to like, to, is it Tamari? Is that yes, the one that he loves correct. the most? It is Tamari. He, he says like, I love you. I love you so much. Like, I'll do anything for you. And Mari's just like, uh, okay, like, great. Like, move on. And then there's an even creepier guy. Yes, who he comes goes to up Ailey. to, uh, to Eiley, and I'll let you take the reins here. All right, so he Who's this man? pretty much gives the similar. He gives a similar speech to the other creepy guy. I thought it, at this point, I'm thinking that this is going to be. We're just going to keep seeing creepy dudes. They're going to say creepy things about how they're going to protect them from all the other creepy guys here. Um, but then Eiley, Eiley recognizes this creepy creepster, and. This is in something that I didn't think was going to happen. Nope. We get a flashback to what caused all this stuff to happen. Like, the mm-hmm. the inciting incident, if you will. Yep. Um, they highly recognizes this guy as a rival Yakuza member who mm-hmm. they had to... They tried to... They attacked, I assume? Like, yeah, I don't know. They, we don't really know what happened. All they, we I see think in they the flashback. showed up on his turf. On, Probably. Okay, so they showed up on his turf unannounced and right. tried to do... I tried to attack him or whatever. And this disrupted the peace between their boss and right. him. Because mm-hmm. they're both very powerful and making a move on each other would be one of those assured destruction things. Right. And now but now that they've done a move unannounced, now that they made a move, this is going to start a gang war. And it's this, because they just started a gang war, because they're stupid, they, we flash back to them being tied up to a cinder block, and the only reason the guy, this guy, who is now in front of them, um, like, pledging his love to them... Yep. He has 182 of their CDs. Yes, I They've been around for, that. like, a year. And he has 182 copies of their, like, one CD. He's that it, creepy. It's super creepy. Uh, he, he, he... The only reason he doesn't kill them for encroaching on his turf is because he thinks it'll be funny to see what their boss will do to punish them if he lets them live. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And you know what? I think he was, uh, he was right. It is funny to yeah, see. Yeah, I think he was right. Little did he know, he's uh, he know. he's making move making moves on the wrong idol. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm gonna spare the details as to like all the 
creepy sexual harassment stuff that that goes on. Yeah, he but, starts getting. Yeah, he yeah. grips her hand. He grips her hand a little bit, or she, she, or Eileen grips his hand a little too hard because, sure enough, the yakuza within is pretty furious seeing this man and is ready to, you know, beat the hell out of him. And uh, when she crushes his hand, he asks for more, and it gets a little bit out of hand. And then before the ensuing riot breaks out between the idols and our bad Yakuza man, uh, as uh, I think Mari is pulling Ailey away before she does anything too rash, our savior... The man with the bandana who loves Mari so much hits bad Yakuza man over the head with a backpack and says, screw the Yakuza. I'm a, I'm going to save my girls that I love so much because I'm also creepy, but like in a weird, slightly lesser degree. I th- I thought I would the say it's about an equal amount of creep. Um, nah, but it's about an equal amount of creep. They he can see he can see that these poor damsels are clear. They're shaking. They're shaking with terror over this. Shaking. So he attacks the yakuza leader and then calls for all the other creeps here to help <laughs> apprehend him. Yep. And they do. <laughs> They they and they they get him. They throw him they in jail. They just get him. <laughs> they just get him. He goes to jail. He goes to jail. And, and then what's the stinger on the end of the episode? There, it's the three of them like watching the TV, like piling around this little small TV screen, seeing that this man is in jail. And there's like a vague sense of, or a weird sense of like success, or them questioning if like. This is good, right? It's it's. I didn't see. I didn't see it as a as a as the success. I saw it like because it's it's a very for the characters. It's bittersweet because yes, of course, the guy who's ruined their lives is now in jail. Great, fantastic, but also they just got saved by a bunch of fat nerds because the fat nerds love them, so they don't yep. really know how to process that. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't their own defense. End credits. It's over. That's it's the, over. That's the episode. So, uh, I know what I normally do at Pilot's Guide after this point, but, like, what do you do in, in the, the Pilot's Report? What's, uh, what do we do? What do we do now? Well, John Coon, I think you're ready. You can lead us into the next segment, which is just so happens to be very similar to what your next segment would be, which I, of course, have memorized and know what the next oh. segment would be. So go ahead, John Coon. Go ahead. Oh, great. Well, uh, I think I'm I'm going to talk about the things that I liked and didn't like at first. I, I'm just I'm going to go with the dislikes. Um, all of it. You disliked all of it. <laughs> I'm no, I'm 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 kidding. I'm being facetious. But there was pro- the I think the dislikes outweigh the likes for for John Coon here. Um, okay. It wasn't a particularly, you know, like the art style wasn't really good. It was ve- it was very weirdly badly hand drawn. Um, and I and 
I think sometimes, like, I, I've, I've watched a handful of animes before, and sometimes they can look stunning. Um, and other times, I'm sure, like, because this medium is... There's so many of these in Japan, obviously they're not all going to hold up to the same, like, capital Standard. standards uh, and have enough money to make it look gorgeous all the time. But, eh, I, I just... I didn't think it looked too attractive overall. I, I, I wasn't, like, brought in by the, the art style, personally. That was one of my biggest things that I, like, kept thinking as I watched the show. I uh, will confess that there was a few times when I looked at the art that it it was... I thought to myself, eh, not... Yeah. Eh. I don't I don't particularly care too much about that kind of stuff, so Fair. I probably... I, didn't bother me too much, but mm-hmm. I could def I could easily see someone who cares about that stuff a lot why it would bother them. Yeah, I think some of the little li- the little music cues were fun. I mean, it's that like the the storyline about like them dealing with this and then it being interlaced with like this J-pop soundtrack was like kind of goofy enough in a way that I like came to appreciate the music by the end. I, I thought the the you know the love Sakazuki song was pretty catchy, believe it or not, even though and it's it's like funny because the boss is like singing it a little bit oh, yeah. in the episode. Okay, that's what, um it was really funny when like cuz when not that I listen to the English dub, of course, I'm not some kind of plebe, but had I had listened to the English dub, I would have noticed that it, when it does the singing, it's they go to the original Japanese audio, but when they come <laughs> back, it's back to the English audio, and the boss, who is who is now singing the lyrics, the Japanese lyrics as an English mm-hmm. voice actor, coming right off the Japanese voice act, is I. That's probably the funniest thing to me in the entire show was just mm-hmm. the the dissonance between the two like dubs meeting in this one moment because of the song. Yeah, yeah. I it was interesting because I I watched the show dubbed and I put on the subtitles for whatever reason and because I because I wanted to catch like lines that I might have missed. Like, you know, sometimes with any other show, you just throw the subs on just to make sure that you're not missing anything. But I realized that I've never done this when I watched an anime before, and they were so different in, like, certain parts of the show that I was, like, very thrown off by it. And and I would spend, like, several seconds, like, processing what I read versus what I heard, and it definitely, like, threw me off. So that was a bad, that was a bad, bad thing for John Kuhn to do. You shouldn't do that. Uh, The dub... The dub's dialogue is, you know, usually picked to try to... Depending on how seriously they're taking it, they just pick what matches up with the lip flaps better. They say that stuff, and while the sub sub stuff is, like, the closer to the literal translation from the Japanese. So they were... Those subtitles are explicitly meant for people trying to listen to the Japanese audio and not for what you were trying to accomplish. It's still pretty much the same morals okay well that's and good I, it's good to know i because i yeah. didn't bother because i 
kind of figured it would be something like that to if I yeah. looked at both. It is good to know that the story, although not that I imagine how it could be changed so severely, but it's was well, a lot a lot less curse words, believe it or not, in like the subtitles versus what they're they're saying. A lot less a lot less swears uh, than what's coming out of their mouth. Like there's not a single f word. Uh, you don't see shit there either. You you just see like hell or bastard. Usually like things that are pretty typical, I guess, in to read in like a manga sense. Mm-hmm. But it was that was just that was kind of actually interesting, believe it or not, just to to see that that dichotomy between the two. I I feel like this definitely could you need uh, probably is better with the cursing and. I feel like that. Yeah, it kind of captures the spirit of things better. I I, I can't agree. really imagine a like a tone like a. I can't imagine what a like a teen rating of this would even look like. <laughs> that's that's true, that's true. Well, that's something. And and if I if I can interject that that is something that I I did like about it. Just like hearing the way that the pop stars were talking because it was the Yakuza members talking through them, that made it kind of funny to me. Okay. Like, like outright, I was like, wow, this is, this is an interesting idea that they're, they're doing right here. And I was like, I guess I can appreciate it to, to a degree. Um, but that, I mean, that's, that was my take on that. So to, su- to summarize, you'd say you liked the music the concept and not much else. I don't know. I don't even know if I would say the concept. I know I, I might've sounded like I just said that, but like, yeah, the, but I guess the, the bizarroness of the concept, not necessarily the concept. So like not the heart of the concept, but the obscurity of it, how it felt like a little, a little twilight zony to me and i sort of appreciated it in that sense i can i can understand that i hank i kind of had a feeling this would be how you reacted to this because um well going into this i didn't know what the manga was like um mm-hmm. i thought it was a 50 50 chance it would be like a linear story or a kind of episodic thing from from what i know of you you've probably only really watched like the shonen long run the shonen shonen anime that's pretty much your correct so i i thought this probably was going to be pretty jarring yeah your boy your boy likes uh battle anime he likes a good fight scene and uh there wasn't really a fight scene in this if unless you count uh one of them getting kicked in the face and a bad man getting hit with a backpack like mm, not too much fighting not too much superpowers so that was top tier fight scenes. I'd probably put them in the top ten. Um, maybe if I maybe. were to do my likes and dislikes to this, um, and Go might surprise you to think that to know that I wasn't in love with this. Um, mm. If I were, well, okay, well that's not true. If I was asked to watch this again, I would. Um, but okay. by, I, this is not something that I'm going to be seeking out the rest of the series for. This will sit on my Netflix and stay at the <laughs> I've watched one episode of I do I agree with you of the, the the dissonance between the cursing and who is cursing is mm-hmm. funny but that's kind of 
I'm kind of used to that now. I mean, that's like Family Guy funny, like like where your dad laughs at um, Stewie because it's a baby saying curse words. Yeah, oh, that's a really good point. That's a great point. It's not, it's not, it's not breaking any new ground exactly. I do. Mm-hmm. I was surprised about how like how the reason they look like idols is actually that they had gender realignment survey surgery i thought it was just gonna be like cross-dressing uh-huh um, well and but... and that's sort of like the way like sorry to interrupt but that's sort of the way that they make it seem like it's going to be in the opening of the show i mean admittedly it makes more uh, dare i use this word for this show it makes more sense that it's an actual like <laughs> surgery but yeah yeah I don't. Yep. I would never go out to say I dislike it. So, uh, and um, something I definitely like. I do. I not. I'm pretty. I would assume it's intentional. This is. It's kind of a commentary on the idol, the harshness of the idol life. Um, yeah. Like the restrainingness of like mm-hmm. how similar and crushing it is. Just and similar to the yakuza in that way of just like this one guy controls and does everything you supposed to do like the scene where they're doing the greetings where their fans Mm -hmm. like they're creeped out it's kind of annoying but they're putting on a brave face they're going through the motions i'd have to imagine that's pretty similar to how a normal idol would feel probably i I don't think the fact that they're yakuza almost has any impact on that like a lot of the stuff they have to put up with that they don't like that's idol stuff that's just that's just Mm-hmm. Um, well, what's ki- what's kind of funny is like I the the new season of Black Mirror came out, and the third episode is about a pop star played by Miley Cyrus, and it's ve- there's some very similar parallels to like the life that she has to deal with as a pop star and all the attention and all this garbage that like she's not into. And then you compare it to this, and it, it lines up pretty well, believe it or not, which which is kind of interesting that I, you know, at having that just come out and having that as sort of a touchstone for this show. Okay, so good to know. Black Mirror rips the show off, so that's so that's probably a point in its yeah, favor. Yeah. Um, Season 5, episode 3. Disgusting. Classic <laughs> Western culture. Do you have any other uh, likes and dislikes? Yeah, I should say dislike. I... I while I was just bashing you about the Shonen thing, I, and I have, I have uh-huh. like, shows that run this fast and, like, of a similar pace and variety. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, like, the jokes... I think the problem is that the majority of them don't land, and once you get used to the girls, it's not really funny anymore. After, by, epi- by part five, it's not funny. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And I can't imagine by... The next episode and five more parts, it's still going to uh-huh. be funny. Very good point. Very good point. Okay. All right. Well, I don't know. Again, I don't know what they do in the pilot's report, but I'm just going to do what we do in Pilot's Guide because I'm still in this plane right now, even despite you being on the controls. And I'm going to try to commandeer a little bit of control back, and uh, we're going to move into our next segment. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So here for our next segment, uh, this is the part of the show where uh, we talk about the things that we believe will happen in the rest of the series. There might be a decent amount of prediction going on here. Uh, I know I have some thoughts, but I would like to open the floor to my guest, Christian Sama. Do you have any glaring predictions? Anything that you're really predicting pretty big Um, for this show? Okay, predictions. So first off, at least two out of three of these characters are going to want to stay idols. Like, by the end of this, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, two out of three of them are going to stay this way. Probably all three, judging by the tone, but Uh it's at least two out of three. Okay. Um, There's going to be rival idol groups. Rival idols, Who may or may not also be transgender. Uh, Yeah, so, but they won't know. Like, they they, they wouldn't know. They may or may, I don't, they might figure it out at some point. They'll like, like, I know exactly, like, I know that tone. I know that face. I know exactly what you are. I just, and more, just more shenanigans, more, probably more commentary. Maybe, this is just me. Now I'm treating it instead of, like, what I think's going to happen, and instead pretending that you've basically told me, all right, Christian, what would you write next? <laughs> I mean, that's sort of this the purpose of this Because I segment. would introduce a little girl character who wants to be an idol just like them. Who Pretty good. Pretty is, good. Who starts out really innocent, but it, by hanging out with them more... Is slow like becomes like dude this rebel. starts smoking like four packs a day and it's like a ten year old little girl. Yes, it's pretty. This is exactly pretty what good. I'm talking about. Pretty good. I, I that's a that's a fun little idea. Now, actually, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna throw this out there. I actually don't think that'll happen, but that's the kind of comedy I would put in this show. Hey, yeah, okay. Just saying. Um, what are what are some other uh, key points that you would hit? Think about other stuff. I. I don't know. I'd... Well, do, do you think... I, here's one of, one of my ideas. So they, they talk several times throughout the five parts that we're going to blow our cover. Do you think, think they're going to blow okay. their cover? Explicitly, they will never... This is... No one will <laughs> ever know. I There is not a doubt in my mind that the populace learns about this. This is not a show oh. where they're going to have to confront something, something like that. Because the thing is, if they ever get outed, it's over. Uh-huh. And that's the... True. Be- and in a show about the suffering of the characters, that can never happen. That is true. That is a really good point. They they can never be free. They are in this Sisyphean circle, and this is the the hell that they have to live through. Um, one of believe it or not, one of one of my like deepest ideas about like where this show could go would be like. They're so popular that they just infiltrate other rival uh, Yakuza dens and, like, make all turn all of the other Yakuza leaders into creeps. And, like, their fans just beat them up the same way that, like, the fans at the meet and greet happen. So, like, maybe they try to win back the good graces of their boss by taking down other Yakuza leaders by just turning them into creeps for the pop group that was like i was like maybe that could be a plot line that they could go with but 
That was like the only thing that I could think if they wanted to keep one coherent story, if they went bang, 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 and they were just like taking out other other rival groups. But like, I, nah, I, I can't. Once, once again, that's my only thought. you've fallen for the, as soon as I heard coherent story, I knew you would fall, you've. You've been fooled. You. This is not. This is not Hunter Hunter. Uh, this is not Naruto. I've been tricked. This is not Pokemon. Ugh. They do not want. They will not be the very best that no one ever was. They Dang. don't have to collect eight mafia bosses to get to the elite idols or whatever. There to summon the dragon. No coherentness. Oh, but I just want them to fight mafia bosses. They. They will never fight. Maybe. No, you don't think they'll throw one punch? Maki Maki might throw a punch. Wait, not Maki. Mary? Mari. I didn't get that wrong. You did. <laughs> that was you. You heard it wrong. You said those. You said those things and then used your audio editing skills to change it to sound like my voice. Correct. So, okay. Yeah, maybe... Really, that's the one you think... Oh, because... But Mari's the cool one? Yeah, yeah, so she can throw a punch. That's fair, because she's the outlaw. Yeah. She can throw a punch. Um, I'm interested to hear, like, what other songs they write, believe it or not. I, like, can't think about it, but probably more about Yakuza. I- I'm wondering if, like, one of the plot lines is, like, them trying to sneak a lyric in, like, we were in the Yakuza, but we were guys, and then we got this this uh surgery and now we're your pop stars and like the boss finds out like before they are able to perform it and it's like oh no no you've once you've once again made one mistake there what would happen is it would get into the song they would perform it it would be a popular lyric that everyone sings along to and then nothing comes of it perfect you nailed it you hit the nail on the head that's pretty good I like that a lot. Uh, and they're just like, please, listen to the lyrics. Listen! No one... This is truth. I, I mean, I think I think all they need to do, as pop stars are apt to do, is just tell their audience to stay woke. Stay woke. Stay Keep woke. your eyes open. Keep those eyes open. We are not pop stars. We are 20-year-old former Yakuza men who didn't want to die. It's a great metaphor. I'm, it's a great metaphor. <laughs> that's and that's how it would be interpreted as as a great metaphor. As a great, great metaphor. Such they have such depth to their lyrics. It's crazy. Yeah, man. I so, sometimes I feel like a former twenty-year-old Yakuza member too. Huh. Any other pressing plot lines? I'm trying to think. You think the uh, producer will never figure this out? Almost oh, assuredly. Good. Yeah, what I forgot about him. How could you forget about... I, I don't know. How could I forget about the analog to Captain? As they bowed at his feet and said, Captain, and he was like, I'm Captain? I am the Captain now, he said? Just I like de- from the I Tom Hanks Captain? movie? I am the Captain now. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, no, he's not going to crack this case. As much as he's going to try, he's going to believe every single day, I got it, I know what they need to do. And it's just not going to pay off. This show's got everything that you need for a, an episode of Pilot's Guide, but too bad we're on the Pilot's Report. It would be perfect for Pilot's Guide Pod. It's a shame, you know? I, it's you know, It probably would have been your best episode yet. Maybe. Maybe. 
Even though I hear that Good Omens episode's pretty good. You hear that? I called I call my shot. Anything else before we move into the uh, final segment of the podcast? Um, or at least what I think is the final segment of the podcast. Well, I assume you know what the final segment is, of course. Um, and that is your final test, of course, so I can know that you can truly be my co-pilot here. Get your wings, mm. as it were. Ah. So, you know, bring us, bring us home, John. So here in the final segment of the podcast, uh, this is the part where we rate our show on a scale of crash landing to clear for takeoff. And generally, good boy Sean, if if he were here with us, uh, would ask me what I think, and he would introduce the segment, but alas, I am here, and I will deflect to my guest, Christian Sama, what do you think? Is this clear for takeoff or crash landing? This is very clearly, in my opinion, clear for takeoff. Ooh! I think this show knows exactly what it is. It is very aware of its longevity, and it will see through exactly what it... Like, it's going to accomplish exactly what it's out to accomplish and that's to make some people laugh mm. sometimes um i don't think that this can be canceled prematurely is the thing mm. i like i think this could have ended at this episode and it would have been clear for takeoff it could have been that would have been it uh-huh. i think at the end of the next episode clear for takeoff end of episode mm. seven clear for takeoff this is a plane. This is a helicopter. This can land wherever it pleases. It doesn't have to wear as long as it, it huh. as long as it doesn't try to go on forever. It should be fine. Interesting. I, I like that point a lot. A helicopter. It's got it's got four uh, four axes of freedom. It can it can go all up and down and over and left and right and land on the helipad just fine. It doesn't need an airstrip. It's pretty good. Hmm. Do you agree? So, Believe it or not, I my opinion of the show, of, of what I think about the show, just changed 30 seconds ago. And, yes, I agree. The show is clear for takeoff. Only because I forgot to factor in the fact that this is not, despite being a Netflix original, it is not an American cartoon. And for that reason, it's probably already done whatever the hell it wants to do. So, uh, and, and I have to factor in the fact that, like, with American cartoons, there's not all, already a written version of it. I'm sure, uh, like most animes, this was probably a manga first. They tend to do that, right? If I, if You are I'm correct. 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 This is a manga and, first. Um, that, But you're, you're half correct. Uh, this is a manga. It happens to be that way. But uh, uh-huh. most anime now are light novels. Um, okay. Because they're they've run out of manga. <laughs> they've done all the manga. It's all light novels. They've done now. all the manga. So, what that means is that they write so much ahead of, or they have a tendency to write ahead of what they can put into animation. So, even if I had the inkling that 
this show wasn't going to make the point, it's probably already several, like, ten... It's probably, you know, 50, 60, maybe even 100 chapters of write, of written content already ahead. So, like, yeah, it's going to get done. Because if I have to imagine, there's probably an audience that is into this. It's very, It's so different and so jarring from, like, what an American cartoon in general is. But that taking that into consideration and thinking about like well what would a japanese audience think about this show it's gonna i I feel like it would make them laugh just the same way that it would make an american audience laugh but it's just in a different country so yeah i'm sort of feeling that yes it probably will accomplish what it needs to and like you said they're never going to get out of it so they could shut this off at any time it's not like they have to quest to find a way to reverse what happened to them. No, mm-hmm. it's probably just going to be like, off goes the switch. Here we are. That's that's the end of it. They're stuck here and uh, either appreciating what has become of them or, I don't know, failing at becoming pop stars. I, 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 I don't know what the end of the show is going to be, but they're definitely going to be able to come to whatever conclusion that they want. Mm-hmm. I... As I said, I agree with this. You, you get you get a pass. Yay! Gold noodle star. A gold star. Ah. Uh, uh, do you have any other comments about the longevity of the show? I um. Well, first off, I will say um, here in the West, from what I remember, mm-hmm. it would this show was received pretty well to start off, and then people oh. started saying. What we were saying, uh huh, very quickly about how the joke had kind of run thin, and they'd hope they'd found mm-hmm. something else. I don't. I kind of stopped listening to what people had to say about it after that. So I thought this was still fine. Um, the longevity, um, to my knowledge, the manga is still running, still being published. So, <laughs> well, there you go. Whether or not that's a an accomplishment or a sign that it's might be going might run for too long could go either way is this a new show like how has this been out for a while i think it's been a year oh okay um okay i think that's that's i would not want to be quoted on that got it but that would be the that would be the anime's been been out for a year yes i so think like, the manga's been like five-ish years oh well there you go takes a lot longer to write it and draw it and do that before you take it to animation. Because like we said, one episode of the show is five chapters written over five plus weeks. Like, that's... Them's the ropes with this I type of it show. It might be a monthly series. I have no idea. Oh, uh, true. Hey, I, I didn't even think about that. But, yeah. So, interesting. I, I was so ready to say Crash Landing, and now I'm thinking about it, and I'm like... I'm surprised I came to this point. You thought you you thought you were going to crash land and die, and now you have all the rest of your life t- to live. So who I knows? Know. I'm, I'm, I'm flying to I'm flying to Australia and back. But uh, yeah, that, that about wraps it up for me. You, you got any other takes before we uh, before we close out the show? No. Great. Well, then let's close it out.
It is now time to close out this pilot report, this Doki Doki Pirato Reporto. But since John Kuhn has done so well here tonight, I'm going to let him close out this opening episode of the podcast while I go let Sean out of the overhead luggage. So, uh, thank you for listening to the very first episode of the pilot, Doki Doki Pilot Reporto or something like that. This is the episode 12 of, of Pilot's Guide. I'm in control again. Uh, so I'm just going to do my regular send-off. Uh, we at this podcast would like to thank our sound producers, Angelo and Andrew, for editing this podcast for us. Uh, we like to thank my sister Emily for our art, uh, our cover photo, and our uh, profile picture. You can follow us on Twitter at uh, Pilot's Guide Pod on Twitter, and you can send us an email at pilotsguidepod at gmail.com. Uh, also, it would be very much appreciated if you told a friend about the show, a family member, whoever is out there. Uh, rate and review on iTunes and uh, feel free to listen on any platform. We're pretty much everywhere. So, And if for some reason we're not on your favorite platform and you're somehow listening to this on a different platform, let us know and uh, we'll do our best to get on that too. But uh, I, again, we, we thank you so much for, for stopping by. I'm going to defer to my guest now uh, and, and let him plug a little bit of what he's got for uh, for the people out there. Christian, what do you got? Okay, uh, Sean's still unconscious, so uh, he's not going to... Yeah, oh, no. Fine. Um, you can follow me at Sunnises, uh, get my YouTube Sunnises. Uh, that's a lot less family-friendly than this stuff, so if you're <laughs> squeamish, be careful. Um, other than that... Uh, he released a pretty... video with me in it. Yeah, he does. He showed up for that, too. That, that was the training process. I, had a, I, had a, I was searching for my guest host, and I had found him. There you go. J-Dog here. I did it. Mr. Um, J-Dog himself. I'm going to let you land the plane. I think Sean's going to be really mad when he wakes up. So I'm going to take this parachute and land, hopefully, somewhere nearby the ocean. All right, everybody. We are uh, coming in for a landing. Uh, If you look to your left, you'll see a uh, crazy man who hijacked the plane for about an hour and a half, uh, falling somewhere into the Atlantic. Uh, We're about to approach our destination at JFK Airport in New York. Uh, We'd like to thank you for flying with us today. And uh, if you want, you can take a bag of peanuts or a little tiny water bottle on the way out because uh, we have too many to deal with. And, uh, you know, we like to just give things away on the show. We're very generous. We're very generous. My uh, Everybody here on the plane. So, uh, oh man, I feel like we've, oh, we've hit a, hit, hit a bit of turbulence. Oh, I, I, gotta, I gotta take this down. I gotta take this baby down. We've landed the plane. All right. You can uh, feel free to unbuckle your seatbelts and uh, feel free to roam about the cabin. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pilot's Guide Podcast, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye now.